Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jenikin. <laughs> I'm not even, I was going to say I'm not even drunk, but I smoked pot. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> wow, Desi, that's so scandalous. Just like one puff. You know how it is. She, it's been a long week. Uh, so, yeah. What's up? I guess we'll talk about what we did tonight later. Yes. Okay. So uh, we'll just get started with stories. Yeah. I'm going to start with like the most serious story so then we can slide into some fun, funner stories. Does that sound good? That sounds good. Okay. So the first story um, I think was posted in our Facebook group, but I keep seeing this everywhere. I don't quite know a lot about this story. Do you know a lot about the Gable Toasty Tinder murder guy from Australia? What? Okay. First of all, his name is Gable Toasty. No, stop it. That's his first. He's an awful guy, but his Wait, name is insane. We need to talk about this for a second. Every time I see I see that name, I'm like, that's his name, or is that like the apartment complex where it happened? <laughs> like, I can't believe that's someone's legit name. His first name is Gable. Gable, his, like G A B L E. His last name is Toasty. You know what? It could be Toasty, but I think I've never heard it pronounced. I don't think I've only read it. It's T O S. T-E-E. Gable Toasty. <laughs> yeah, that's a really dumb name. And it's like a really horrible crime. Anyway, uh, so he's back in the news. Uh, was thought, he in the news? Yes, like, Rachel. This is a really big story. You haven't heard it? Where is it from? It's in. It's from New Zealand. Okay, I'll get into this story and it gives a little recap of what he's known for. Uh, Gable Toasty has a new Tinder date that has called the police on him. Uh, like this just happened literally um, a week and a half ago. I so think. is this guy famous for getting the cops called on him from? Tinder no, this dates? guy is famous for killing one of his Tinder dates and completely getting off scot free. Basically, whoa, yeah, like he had a trial and everything. Yes, I'm pretty. Sh- oh no, he was acquitted. Yeah, he had a trial and was acquitted. Uh, of murder and manslaughter. But everyone knows he did it. It literally is all on tape. Like she recorded it before she got killed and she fell off a balcony <gasps> and he said it was um, an accident or that she was drunk or something. But from the recording, you could tell that they were fighting and it's possible, like everyone kind of thinks that he killed her basically. Right. So he's back in the news because another woman has called the police on him that he met via tender. Now he is 33 years old. Um, the woman he was uh, accused and acquitted of uh, killing was named Warina Wright. She fell from a 14th story um, apartment building in August of 2014. He is now known as Eric Thomas, so he changed that stupid name. He was acquitted of this woman's murder back in 2016. Now police were called um, in Queensland. This is taking place in. Uh, I think it's New Zealand or Australia. Is this from a news article? You're- yeah, from the Daily Mail. So this happened on New Year's Eve. A 28-year-old woman he met on Tinder found out about his past on the date. Ooh. So she <laughs> called the cops while she was on the date after yes. she found out. She told the police she feared for her safety because this guy, Gable Toasty, I'm not going to use his new name, that he became really drunk and she got scared um, while she was like in his apartment with him. He, according to him, like his quote is, she never asked me to leave or anything. I was literally woken up when the police walked in and she said something to them like, I've done some reading on you and you've got me on edge. The police were basically called, like he actually did not do anything her, to her, but she got really scared just because she happened to read about him like on the date, which is an insane like, wouldn't you do that before the date? <laughs> like, what happened, though, on the date where she was like, I need to check this guy out right now? Like, that's pretty scary, right? That's really scary. 
So she like looks up this story while they're together. Uh, and like, that's like out of a movie. Uh, yeah. It's like the horror movie where you realize that they're the one who was stalking you or like some giveaway. They're like, how would they have known I was wearing blue sweatpants? Right. Like, do you know what I mean? I know exactly. <laughs> Cause it happened in you, right? Where he like would mention something and she's like, how do you know that? And he's like, yeah. you just look like the type or whatever. Can I see a picture of Gable Toasty? Yeah. He's kind of like frat boy. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Like, it's like a typically cute guy, but probably not one that you or I would like. He looks like Simon Cowell. Yeah. He has that kind of look <laughs> like the really bright white teeth. I'm not into that. No, it's like a little too much for me. Like, I don't know what. So <laughs> I want uh, yellow corn teeth. Now he... He claims that this woman is in a feminist Facebook group. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's such a stupid thing. Uh, not the Facebook group, but that that's his thing. And that women are trying to date him to like get him. Like that's his theory. And I kind of love it. Like, good. I hope all these women are like clogging up your Tinder so you don't like get dates. He said that she is part of a harassment campaign on social by a social media group called Mad Fucking Witches. <laughs> story is so he's like insane i fucking hate him but this story has so many details that doesn't seem real right like, right uh so he considers that she's actually harassing him and like it's kind of like he's kind of outraged that she called the police because he's like i should be calling the police i cannot this believe- guy is full of it like i hate him i cannot believe i've never heard of this guy before yeah, I'm surprised. Like, it was a pretty big story when it happened because it was like a Tinder murder, and I don't think one had happened. Yeah. Like, a big one had happened. Right. Yet. But it was one of those things when Tinder first came out, I was like, oh, the that's n- Ted. Ted Bundy wishes Tinder was around when he was killing. Like, well, the news is always like really excited when like a new technology, like an app, has like a major crime that happened from right. the app. Right. Um, yeah, I thought that the minute I heard of Tinder, I was like, oh, that's going to be uh, a Tinder trial at some point. Like, um, So he also considers himself, He his quote is, ethically, I should not be obliged to tell people I did nothing wrong. I, just the nerve of this guy still like going on Tinder to me is really irritating. Like, why is he not how banned do- from Tinder? Like, how does that not get you banned? Like, you don't have, you don't have to legally be on Tinder. No. Like, you can still meet women. Just leave your house. Yeah, toasty. I mean, he's not like a he's like a type typical looking guy that I think a lot of women would go for. Totally. Let me see him again. I closed the window. Look, sorry. I don't like him. He's not my type. <laughs> he's not my type. He looks like Simon Cowell. No, he's awful, and he's an awful person. And I believe he did something fucked up to that girl because if you hear the recordings and they're all available, all of the other stories are uh, much lighter. So that's good. So let's start with this. This one's really silly. I saw it today. Um, I'm like a huge fan of the 60s TV show Batman. Do you the, love that show? With Adam West? Yeah. Of course. It's one of the best shows of all time, in my opinion. I fucking love that show. In fact, when I was a child, I would get so excited to see <laughs> the startup credits of Batman coming on. Like my, I would get butterflies in my stomach. I fucking loved that show. It's very theatrical. It's so good. Like I would watch it today. Like I love that show. I think my favorite part about that version of Batman is the sound effects when someone gets hit. Like, wham. Yeah, because it's like a comic. It has a real comic book vibe. Yeah. Like, it's like trying to emulate that. Yeah, I love that show. And it has great guest stars. So, we know about Adam West played Batman and his sidekick Robin is played by an actor named Burt Ward. Now, this week, 
Burt Ward, um, he kind of resurfaced this week. He's like in his 70s and he got a Hollywood Walk of Fame star this week, like oh. after a long career and whatever, he finally gets the star. So he's back in the news and he does an interview with page six, which is like the New York post kind of celebrity gossipy, uh, column. Uh, and in this thing, he says that he had real trouble with the network over the size of his penis. What? Yeah. Wait, the Bert, the, Robin has a huge dick and the network the had network a problem, was problem cuz they're like your dick is too huge cuz he's wearing these little underwear the tights the tights with the underwear as right. Dick Grayson it aka was, Robin it wasn't for kids yes so the catholic league of decency which i i think that's the piece of shit one like right we talked about we've them. talked about them they suck and May they West. suck even more now like they're still doing this kind of shit they come forward they, or like, they came forward back in the day to abc to complain about um Robin's dick, or whatever they called it, a penis or manhood. I don't know what the Catholic term is. They called and said that's too suggestive. Like so we can you, see. You could tell back in the 60s. Yeah. So Ward is giving this interview today, and he says they thought Robin had a very large bulge and too large for television. <laughs> Sorry. I like this old guy, like low key bragging that he has a huge hog. Like, you know what? <laughs> I have I I respect him for this interview. Me too. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna die soon, and I need everyone to know on the record, my dick was so big the censors came in. Like that is a that is nice flex. Like yeah. in my opinion, it's, it's good. So he said, I took them for three days. Oh, they made him take pills to make his penis smaller. Why would you do that? Uh, I guess you want to be on TV. Or like you don't don't think you're not worried about it. I have no idea. That's not he a said, thing, though. I, no. Well, first of all, yes, take the pills because it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's not a thing. But maybe it has some other fucked up thing. He said I took them for three days and then I decided that they can probably keep me from having children. I stopped doing that and I used uh, my cape to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be watching a lot of old Batman now. Yes. Yeah, so that's like there's no story there except for this. I wanted to give Bert Ward. A shout out for his big cock. We appreciate it. Yeah. I, I I think that every guy who has a good one and he's like a nice guy should tell us. <laughs> Let us know. Keep make an announcement. Put it on, you know, do it in a non-creepy way. Slide it in somehow like he did. Beauty should be good for you. And that's why we're excited to tell you about Beauty Counter. Beauty Counter is a clean makeup and skincare brand that started in 2013, disrupting the beauty industry by shedding a light on the need for stronger ingredient regulations in the personal care products that we use daily. Today, Beauty Counter is the leading clean beauty brand creating innovative and high-performing products that are safer and cleaner than even their like-minded competitors. So what do we mean by clean? Over 1,800 questionable ingredients are never used in Beauty Counter's formulations. They call this their never list. You can learn more at beautycounter.com, where you're also going to want to check out their incredible products. Best of all, if you're a new customer and you order through March 15th, you'll get free shipping on your order of $100 or more when you use the code HOLLYWOOD. Once again, to get free shipping on your order of $100 or more, go to beautycounter.com and use the code HOLLYWOOD. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy, getting out of it is hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. 
I know firsthand that there's nothing more frustrating than trying to pay something down and your payments are pretty much just paying off the interest. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. The best part? Once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. So free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is top-ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash Hollywood to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash Hollywood. Right? This story is so incel, I can't even like deal. I saw this thing and I saw this headline and I was like, this is like such an annoying guy thing. Like it's Hall of Fame annoying guy to me. Like you can't get worse than this. Is Bagel Boss back in the news? No, but I was just thinking about him. Like what happened? He really know. dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> really Lenny Dystra did. did not want to fight him. And that was that it, was it. It was over. Um, so the headline is, man requests trial by combat with Japanese swords to settle custody battle with ex-wife. Stop it. <laughs> is that the stupidest headline you've ever... Like, I, I'm i going into this article fucking biased. Who is he trying to battle? His wife, his ex-wife. He wants to actually... Ba- it's not like I'm going to battle someone and if I win... He He's wants trying to-, to make it legal. He's taking it to a court of law, Rachel. That's how unfuckable Just this guy is. Just pay the fucking child support. Seriously. So this is um, an article from uh, the USA Today. A Kansas man asked an Iowa court to grant his motion for trial by combat so he can meet his ex-wife and her attorney on the field of battle where he will rend their souls from their corporal bodies. <laughs> That's a quote. Can you imagine how happy this woman is to get rid of this guy? I was going to say, she's probably like, well, I definitely made the right Can choice. Can you even imagine being able to say, look, you were wondering what happened with me and my ex. And Randy. Read this fucking article. <laughs> I'm going to look like a fucking queen. Yes, I was dumb for being there in the first place, but I deserve credit for making the right choice finally. So uh, this guy's name is David Ostrom, and the, his ex-wife name is Bridget. Um, so he claims that she destroyed him legally. <laughs> so he's asking the um, Iowa District Court to give him 12 weeks lead time so he can source forge katana and wakisaji swords to use in the tool. I can't even read it. It's so nerdy. My like pussy lips are like literally sealing up as I read this. It's so awful. So he's like literally going to court. He says, to this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted <laughs> as a right in the United States. And it was used as recently as 1818 in a British court. Oh. This guy never wants to be fucked again. That's like all I can think of, like... First of all, as recently as 1818? <laughs> yes, as recently. Can you picture... I can't even look at video of this guy because I probably will, like, break my computer wait, screen Wait a minute. It. Do we have a picture of him? No, I don't have a picture of him. Come but on. You know. You know what this guy looks like. Come on. There's a few choices, I guess. So, obviously, his ex-wife and her attorney are irritated. Um, so, he got the idea after learning that a case in, 19, in 2016... Um, where a New York Supreme Court judge acknowledged that duels had not technically been abolished. (laughs) So he found some like weird ruling to prove his point. Like, 
so I'm sure it's like some legal loophole maybe that they haven't officially been abolished, but it's still murder. Like it's still whatever or assault. So with all the energy he put into tracing down this ruling and whatever, sharpening his katanas, he could have just like paid the extra money. Yeah. He should be fined double just he, for going would, to all If this I was trouble. a judge, I would do this. Now, he he says that this has stemmed from his frustration with his ex-wife's attorney, Matthew Hudson. And he says, I think I've met Mr. Hudson's absurdity with my own absurdity. Oh, so now he's trying to be like, I was being ironic. <laughs> now, here's the kicker. He says to uh, the newspaper... That his ex-wife, and according to him, his ex-wife can choose her attorney as a champion or stand-in fighter. <laughs> Wait <laughs> like a minute. He's, that's his, like, concession. So this is like Game of Thrones. Yeah, or like rem- the Hunger Games or something. No, like in Game of Thrones, literally, when um, to fight for Tyrion's life. Oh. That chick who had that big, like, the sky pit thing. Things. Right, 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 Remember right. Remember that? Right. And yeah. he had a champion to fight for him. So but that's not a, that story. But it's not a thing in 2020. Absolutely not. And this I, guy's an idiot. Here's what would be funny, though. I hope he got, I would love for him to die. Here's what, we, <laughs> here's what would be funny, Desi, is if they did go through with the duel and he just gets his head cut off immediately. Right. Or, or like <laughs> trips and stabs himself. That As he's funny. going into the ring. Yeah. The absurdity is mine. <laughs> Like now who's absurd? I just thought that story was so irritating. It's, awful. it's like the exact type of guy I hate. Uh, so here's another interesting story that I saw, and I think some people shared it. Now, this is about a guy suing Pornhub because uh, the porns he wanted to watch did not have closed captioning. He's a hearing impaired man, but I do think he's like probably one of those people who just sues everyone. Now, I'm going to give Pornhub a defense here. Uh, they do have a closed caption section on Pornhub, but yeah. I guess not every film. And a lot of those are amateur and whatever. So you kind of can't, you, they can't closed caption, I think, everything unless they're like a professionally made movie probably, right? Like, So they do have a specific. They have a closed caption category. It's just not on every video that gets uploaded. So he was mad that some specific He video. was mad that some specific videos. And the reason I want to tell you this story, because I definitely think this is an interesting problem, right? Like- what is Pornhub's obligation beyond having that category? Uh, it was the name of the movies that this guy was mad about. <laughs> so that's really the story. That's really the story for me. Like, I feel like the the issue could be legit. I have yeah. no idea. Uh, I don't personally care about dialogue and porn, but maybe some people need to hear all the context coming up to the scene. Who knows? Uh, he... The movies that he specifically sued, and I love the idea that these words are in court documents. Like, that's the kind of thing I love. Like, the dirty Christmas lyric thing I did one time where they had to put all those lyrics into the um, court documents. So here's the movies that he was unable to enjoy because the dialogue got lost on him. Sorry. (laughs) Like, to say that in court documents is funny, too, about porn. Anything that takes porn seriously, I'm enjoying. So the one movie was called... Hot step aunt babysits disobedient nephew. <laughs> I'm sorry. Step aunt. Because these don't even sound like films. They sound like a video, like a scene someone uploaded, yeah. right? Like where they never really have an official title. It's just like, yeah. here's what this is about. <laughs> and then the other one, <laughs> the other one was sexy cop gets witness to talk. 
I'm sorry. I like to picture what these scenes are. You know exactly what they are. I know exactly what that looks like. And the last one, <laughs> which is really funny, is Daddy 4K, subtitle. Allison comes to talk about money to her boy's naughty father. <laughs> Wait. Who? I don't even know. Is Allison like his wife? I don't know the who dad's she is. Wife? I think it's her. I think it's. I think it's his ex-wife. I need context for this. Yeah. Allison comes to talk about money to her boy's naughty father. <laughs> I don't even know. It's like a custody dispute or something. Maybe he has a katana. Who Maybe knows? They, oh, weird. The titles are just hilarious to me. So that's the story. We'll, uh, we'll follow this intensely, I'm sure. Uh, so... Now, this is the story that I really want to talk about. It's the one I saved for last um, because it's right up me and Rachel's alley in a major way. Now, last week, a story broke about Gwyneth Paltrow selling a candle that smelled like her vagina. The candle, I think, is called This Smells Like My Vagina. It doesn't actually smell like her vagina. But that's the title of the candle, right? Can we just... Can I just... Look, I'm going to get into it, but you can say whatever. I, this story irritated me so much because the can't, if anyone clicked, this is like a perfect lesson in people who just read the headline and get outraged. If you click on the actual article, it doesn't smell like her pussy. Right. It smells like geranium and tuberose and some other candle bullshit. The re- it was a joke between her and the guy that made the candle. Right. Like, oh, yeah, this smells like my vagina. Right. Well, that's not the story I'm talking about that I want to talk about right now. Okay. It's the reaction that Martha Stewart had last night on oh. uh, Andy Cohen's What Would Happen Live. That's why I'm interested. Watch Martha, What Happens Live. Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. She was on the show with Andy Cohen, and he brings up the candle, like, I guess, in some segment. So Martha gives her opinion on the vagina-scented candle on this episode. Which actually doesn't smell yes. like a vagina. But we don't care because we want to hear Martha's reaction. She's 78 years old now, by the way. She looks so hot. I mean, how is that even possible? She describes the candle as irritating. According <laughs> to Martha, she does that kind of irritating thing. You know, she's trying to juice up the public to listen to her. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she said juice up the Juice. It's the word is spelled Z H O O. Zhuzh. Zhuzh? Zhuzh. Oh, I don't know that word. I don't think I've ever seen it spelled. It's Zhuzh? Zhuzh. Zhuzh. It's okay. a Zhuzh. Okay. Zhuzh up the public to listen to her. Um, oh, actually, a fan called in and asked the question. That's why it was brought up. She says, that's great. I mean, let her do her thing. I wouldn't buy that candle. Not candle. Not necessarily. <laughs> not necessarily is just even more brutal (laughs) it's like she tried to like cover but then she's like still not going to be like well maybe i would (laughs) um so this candle sold out um as rachel mentioned it has notes of bergamot cedar rose uh according to goop's website that's to put us in a mind of fantasy seduction and a sophisticated warmth these are 10.5 ounce candles that are selling for 75 dollars, and they completely sold out it does kind of sound like it smells good yeah the the truth is i wouldn't want to buy the name with the name on the candle either i would just rip the label off yeah uh but i do think it's kind of stupid even though i know that it's not really her vagina now stewart seemed to uh, know exactly who the market for Pal- Paltrow's uh, candle was, Rachel. Here's what else. Okay, <laughs> just go on. She says, I think it's not America. I think it's a lot of guys who are horny. <laughs> 
Cohen goes on to ask her, what does it that he he said, what does it say about America that the candle is now sold out? And she says, I think it's not America. It's just a bunch of horny guys, basically. Here's what's irritating about this whole story, because now if somebody actually makes a candle that smells like their pussy, now no one's go- it's not going to it's it's not going to be an it's exciting be story. Like the boy who called Crab pussy. Wolf. Yeah, pussy. The boy who pussy cried wolf. pussy. <laughs> I, 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 it, now it's not going to be believable. And there goes our whole fucking Hollywood candle candle line. I know. We were going to sell candles that smell like our pussy. But now no one's going to believe like, us. Now it's like, forget it. She stole her thunder. It's never going to happen. <laughs> so as Rachel mentioned, uh, the, it does not smell like her vagina. That was not the goal. When she smelled the candle, it smelled so good to her that she said, uh, this smells like my vagina. Like something we would probably say, but we would say pussy. Like if it was like a hot donut coming out of the oven. Right. <laughs> we'd be like, that smells like as good as my pussy. It's like a joke. But I wouldn't be made. like, that's a pussy donut. No. Uh, yeah, so it's a joke she made. Um, obviously, it was a big story last week. People were dunking on it. But people were, like, outraged. They're like, that is disgusting. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, she does a lot of stupid things with goop, so I can see why people probably jumped the gun on it. And everyone just wants a fun thing to dunk on these days, I think. We talked about it on our Patreon episode about goop. Didn't we talk about goop on Patreon? No, that's what I'm going to do. Many? Oh, we talked about it on our mini episode. We talked about it on our mini, and then I'm going to do a Goop the uh, whole, bonus. The whole thing with Goop is like the marketing is brilliant behind it because she just, like, she's like always in the news cycle because she does some dumb shit like this. Right. No, she's getting hits and, and people going to her site and buying things. I mean, so she's winning. Uh, she doesn't care if we all dunk on her. No. She's rich. She loves it. Uh, now, that's my main story, but then there was another story. Or those are my main stories, but there was another story this week that you season three is definitely happening because we talked about that last many because we talked about it. That's yeah. why it's happening. Yeah, that's why it's happening. Yeah. I didn't mean to frame it that way, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant I meant we talked about it last week. Yeah, and now season three is happening. Sounds good. <laughs> so we're excited. Yeah, because it it does seem like they didn't give any spoilers or anything. But my dream was that it gets released. Right on the day of the 2020 election. Oh my so that God. way I'd be like, well, at least I'll binge watch this if I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's like my little <laughs> silent dream. Uh, that's not so silent anymore. But yeah. So those are my stories. Uh, do you want to talk about books, TV, movie, anything? I watched the Aaron Hernandez Netflix docuseries. It was really good. Um, I thought they they did such a good job. There was so much I forgot had forgotten about that story. There was so much that... I didn't even know about it that I was like, was this in the news or did I just, I, I didn't honestly, I realized I was like, oh, I don't really know that much about Aaron Hernandez and about the story. I had even forgotten that he had committed suicide. Oh, you know, I think I recommended this podcast a few months ago, but there's a really good podcast called Gladiator that tells his story. So you were recently- So I knew, I knew a lot of stuff, but it's still, I still recommend it, um, because it's still good, interesting to see the people that I didn't see. Uh, but I knew a lot of the stuff, for I sure. had realized, oh my God, I knew next to nothing about this case. Yeah. And so watching it was really fascinating. I thought they did a really good job. Uh, I mean, it's a very juicy story. and It's, it's really good. It's also just so tragic. Like, his, his entire life was tragic. Uh, the, the people he murdered... What a tragedy. It's sad. What a loss. Very fascinating series. If you're, I mean, I recommend it even if you think you don't like sports. 
Like, yeah. it's good. Like, it's a good story. It's a true and crime story. And if you story. want the um, podcast version, the Gladiator podcast is really good as well. I have a podcast recommendation. It's called Hunting Warhead. That's what I'm listening to right now. I'm only on episode two, but it's basically uh, following this guy who is like tracking down this child pornography ring on the dark web. Ooh, I like so that. anything that has to do with the dark web, me I'm too. like immediately interested in because it's so fascinating to me and also really scary to me. So I recommend this podcast. It's from Canada. Oh, cool! It's called Hunting Warhead. Okay, so uh, I also have a podcast recommendation. This was something that someone mentioned in our Facebook group, and it's called The Secret History of Hollywood. Now. They have a season one, and if you're like a horror movie fan, this might interest you. So the first season is about the horror movie like legendary um, Val Luton. Do you know him? Yeah. It's like an old school Hollywood old horror Hollywood. guy. Uh, so that's that's the first season, and then the second season is coming out, and that's going to be about Cary Grant. I started watching something called The Outsider. It's a Stephen King adaptation on HBO. Is it good? Um, I only watched one episode. I think there's two or three out. I don't know. I mean, it's not like, you know how Stephen King things are. They're either like good or kind of like, okay, it's fine, but it's not like the best thing I've ever seen. Have you ever seen the 1996 adaptation of Stephen King or Stephen King, Stephen King's book, Thinner? Yes, I have. (laughs) Genuinely one of the worst movies ever made, but I love it because it's honestly one of the worst things you've ever seen in your life. Yes. I will like things like Thinner that are really awful. Also, The Langoliers. Terrible. I don't know if I saw oh my God, Desi, it was a mini series. Okay. Yeah, I remember the mini series. You have to watch Langoliers. Okay. It's, okay. it's so incredibly next level bad that it's like one of my favorite things ever. Okay. So it's a murder. I think it's like a cop. Murder, like a murder happens in a small town type deal. Cool. So, um, I mean, I'll check it out more, but if you're interested, you can check it out on HBO Go or whatever. Yeah. I don't think I have, I feel like I'm forgetting some TV thing or movie thing. Um, I saw Uncut Gems. Finally. You didn't like Uncut Gems. Oh, we talked about it a bit on Twitter, right? Yeah. I thought it was fine. It's hard to go into a movie when everyone's hyped it up a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To go into it. I loved Uncut Gems. Yeah. I thought it was fine, but it's not like something that was like, oh, I wasn't like at an 11 with it, like everyone seems to be. Um, but I liked Adam Sandler in it, and I, li- I definitely like things about it. Uh, so let's talk about what we ate. That's our big section. That's, this, is our, <laughs> this is our top story tonight. Yeah. Technically, this is our top this story. This is our top yeah. story tonight, and it's what we ate. I'm we, looking at the pictures so we, I can remember. <laughs> we just had an amazing dinner at Bone Kettle in Pasadena. Right. So let's tell the story. Yes. Um, I posted, I think I posted the picture where we went out for my birthday for Horny Twitter. Yes. So I posted that on Instagram and someone DM'd me or commented on the picture and they said, hey, Desi, like, happy birthday. We would love to treat you at my restaurant uh, for a belated birthday dinner, it's like treat you and Rachel, uh, whatever. So of course I like instantly go to the Instagram, and look at the food <laughs> and everything looked amazing. It's like 
it's Southeast Asian style food. So obviously I was very interested. He's a very nice guy. His name is Eric. Uh, hey Eric. Um, so yeah. So we he's like, let me know what time you guys want to come or what day you want to come. So me and Rachel were like, well, let's go Friday and then we'll do the show afterwards. So we go in. He's like the nicest person ever. Yeah. He's so sweet. He like recognizes us. He's like, Rachel, Tessie. (laughs) (laughs) And sits us down and then basically like takes care of us. Like we don't even order. He brings us like all of the popular, the most popular dishes there, like the classics that we have to get and everything. Like, let's just go from the start. Okay. So first I want to talk about the drink that was brought over to me. Non-alcohol, the non-alcoholic beverage that was brought over, so sweet. I had an ume salted plum sparkling soda. Yeah, it was delicious. It was so good. It was really good. So I had their version of an old fashioned, and it was perfect and delicious. I loved it. It had the big ice cube. You gotta love that. I yeah. like the big ice cube. Yeah. Um, and then he, we kind of just agreed. He's like, just we're like, just bring us small plates. We'll share everything. We want to taste a lot of stuff. Yeah. That's like. Both like both of us love eating that way. Um, so the first thing he brought out were uh, oxtail dumplings. They were so good. Of course, I researched the restaurant and I was like, they're famous for their oxtail dumplings. We have to get that. That was the first thing you said when we sat down. Yeah, and luckily that was one of the things he brought. Like it was the first thing. So I was like, yay. <laughs> um, so those were amazing. And then they he said to us, I know you guys love fries, which we find to be the highest compliment, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> and he brought us out maple tofu fries that was like their version of poutine. Yeah. So do you want to describe the fries? The fries, first of all, the fries themselves were good. They were good fries. Like they were like hand cut, like Tasty. done in house. Yeah. Just good French fries. Yeah. And then the mapo tofu on top was like very like I, there was like the fresh ginger in it. Like it was really good. We decided it was the perfect because Desi and I both like spicy. This was like such a great spice level. Yeah, on this dish because it was all blended really well. It just was so like the flavors were so like developed. Yeah, everything, all the flavors, everything was every really dish, good. It was so well developed. The next thing they brought out was called clams and donuts. An inspired dish. I said this to Eric. I was like, I would have never ordered this dish. Like, which is true. It's not like an insult. I'm just not super adventurous. Like, <laughs> but the fact that he brought it out, I'm so glad that we did try it because it was so it was so good. It was spe- the savory donuts need to be on every plate. <laughs> that needs to be the new bread basket. It was like it was clams with this really delicious broth. And then instead of like a crusty baguette, we had these homemade donuts but they were unsweetened donuts it was like just delicious fried dough and they were really light and so yummy that you could just dunk into the broth and eric gave us a second plate oh my god was that so good when he's like here's extra donuts love I was like, that. yes i love it love that then we got something called crab toast which was like a really huge crab cake that you could spread onto the softest little bun pieces oh my god <laughs> And then one of the things, oh, the next thing we had, was it Javanese fried chicken? It was Javanese fried chicken. It was delicious. It was just like the lightest fried chicken ever. And then they had like these shrimp, those shrimp chips, but they had like a garlic flavor to them. They weren't shrimp flavored shrimp chips, but they looked like shrimp chips. They were so good. But they're garlic flavor. Oh, they were amazing. They were great. Um, And then we got their, their specialty is like the broth. Yeah. I guess that's bone cattle, right? That broth was like 
a flavor I'd never tasted before. And it had the perfect noodles, like the curly ramen noodles. They were like ramen noodles, and I liked that they had some bite to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, they yeah. They weren't like mushy. mushy. And it had really sh- good noodles. Really shredded, like brisket meat in it. It was like melting. It your was mouth. really good. Um, and then he's like, are you guys ready for dessert? I think we both screamed. We're like, yes. <laughs> we're like, yes, we can't breathe, but we're still going to eat. <laughs> and he brought out like an ube waffle. And it, it was, was in, it was a waffle. It was a, it was the, it was the young coconut, uh, waffle pen, pa- pandan waffle. Right? right. I thought it was both the ube ice cream. Oh, okay. But was the, the waffle, waffle also ube? I think the waffle was ube and pandan because it was green and purple. It was green and purple swirled waffle, and then with the perp the, the ube ice cream. I love that and color. berries and whipped cream and powdered sugar. Like it was like a dessert waffle, but it was like not overly sweet. It yeah. was just perfect. And we were talking about that how like we appreciate a dessert that is not overly sweet. Yeah. And this was like the perfect sweetness level. Yeah, it was so good. It was, it was a perfect meal. It was a perfect We're meal. We're stuffed right now. Like, and it was like the best stuff though. It's like perfect stuff. Like I knew it was going to be good just reading the menu. I was right. like, oh, this is a good menu. But it's even surpassed my expectations. So if you're in the area, Pasadena, Bone Kettle, it's right in downtown, like Old Town Pasadena, the main shopping area. It's on Raymond Avenue. Just go check it out on Instagram too. It's so good. Kind of a perfect date night. It was a nice restaurant. Yeah. It like was it was really a nice, nice space. And also the lighting was perfect. I agree. I love that level of lighting. It's really <laughs> good selfie lighting in there. We're like, we're like Jonathan Gold, like Brendan said. Yeah. Like we're re- reviewing this restaurant, but it was really good. We just like want to talk about it because we love it. And it Eric, thank so you so good. much. It was amazing. Yeah. Now, one other food related thing uh, I'm going to talk about a little bit is that uh, we have a longtime listener named Joe Dana. Hey, Joe. Pussy Cow. I think that's his band. Yeah. Uh, he invited us or one of us to do it, and we picked basically, I did it. I live really close to the bar where it was, Footsie's in Highland Park. And he asked me to be the quote celebrity judge. Don't worry, I don't think I'm a celebrity. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, celebrity yes. judge for what? You for didn't a say chili cook off. Okay, a chili cook off. Now, you guys will not be surprised to hear that I was the harshest judge <laughs> of the three judges. And let me tell you, I found that out very quickly, and I just kept to myself. <laughs> I just put my little notes down. And part of me is like looking back, it's like, yeah, maybe I could have just been like, oh, everyone's a seven. <laughs> but I had to follow my heart and I wanted to judge seriously. Yeah. So I was definitely the harshest judge. I think I probably gave some people the lowest score. Should I talk about the one chili that just has to get dunked on? Yes. I love you. You're vegan. And I think you were going for some kind of combined protein <laughs> or lack of protein carbo combining thing. But when I saw it, I honestly wanted to scream and run out of the place because it's literally my, <laughs> it's my nightmare. It's my, it's like you couldn't put something worse in front of me. It's like the red onions with Scott Conant or something. <laughs> like it is literally my nightmare. And when I saw it, I immediately was horrified because I knew I had to put at least one spoonful in my mouth. <laughs> Uh, and that was, there was spaghetti, chopped up spaghetti in one of the vegan uh, chilies. It's just a pet peeve of mine. I'm sure a lot of people love it. <laughs> They're <No>. all sociopaths. <laughs> uh, so I told Rachel, like, it literally was like my lowest score. One of the categories I had to grade on was texture. 
and I put a zero. And then because I didn't want to look like an asshole, I added a comment, which probably made me look more like an asshole. <laughs> so I put zero texture and then I wrote spaghetti, sad face. <laughs> Even though I don't think the people like read their scores, I just wanted everyone to know, like, look, it was that one thing I just cannot abide. Like, I just can't reconcile putting spaghetti in the chili. This isn't your Cincinnati chili on top of a plate of spaghetti. This is like mixing it and and it was chopped up. So it was like the small spaghetti, which I find repulsive because it reminds me of like my abusive childhood (laughs) where I would get like canned spaghetti and meatballs, Chef Boyardee, like not even SpaghettiOs. It was like canned spaghetti and meatballs. And just when someone, like I remember distinctly one time getting spaghetti, like homemade spaghetti, as if that's so hard to make, mom. Uh, and having an adult cut it with a knife and fork and being like, what are you doing? <laughs> like someone who wasn't your mom, like a right. grandma or something. It's like, I'm not a child. I mean, I am, but like, I, and I know how to eat spaghetti. Right. Like, and they were just chopping it. So it was just like fork eaten Ew. food. Oh, repulsive. It ruins the flavor of it somehow. So that that's the only spaghetti. Uh, I mean, that's the only chili I'm going to comment on is the spaghetti. I'm sure everyone worked really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you sent me a picture of it too because I was like what do I do no. <laughs> there's spaghetti I mean I did give them some higher scores than the zero <laughs> I gave them a high for aroma probably wait aroma aroma was one so I probably was like oh, I'll just give them a five <laughs> like do you know what I mean that's not even that I I'm not taking away from some of the good ones like the ones I like better that, that was sort of my thing. Oh so my yeah, that was my chili judging. So thank you for inviting me. <laughs> it was fun. You're never getting invited back to that chili you contest. You know what? It's okay. I'll they, go make my own. I did think also the other thing I thought was like, I could fucking kill this con- contest next year. <laughs> There's no way <laughs> I would not win. Next year. I should, I should enter as like a flex. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you think? I judge this contest next year. You guys are, you guys seriously... This is a fucking chili. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the ultimate flex to come in the next year and blow the competition out of the water? <laughs> uh, okay, that's my new goal. That's my 2020 goal. <laughs> Keep it small. Um, yeah, did, did, was there any other food thing you had? No. I mean, it's hard to top that spaghetti it's story. <laughs> I was going to say it's hard to top bone kettle. That's true. That's true. Like, I don't, I think <clears throat> that was absolutely the best meal I've had in a long time. It a was very really, long time. it was perfect. Like yeah. since New York, probably. It's probably since yeah. New York, yeah. Uh, it was really good. Yeah. So definitely go check it out. We're Absolutely. not getting paid for this endorsement. We this really did paid. love it. This is really like a, a go to restaurant. If any of our other listeners have a restaurant <laughs> <laughs> and want to have us come over and, and be like the food critic and give you a review, <laughs> hit us up. But you got to be bone kettle. That's like the standard it now. It is the standard now. And it's pretty high. It is high. So yeah. be careful. <laughs> Don't invite me to your spaghetti chili restaurant. <laughs> You're going to regret it. <laughs> I'll come to be polite. And then I'm gonna drag you. I need to see if I still have this picture you sent me. I feel bad. I hope phone. I hope they're not a listener. But if they are a listener, contact Joe, me. Please contact me. I will help you get better at vegan chili. I would love to help this person get better at vegan. Oh my god! Now I just have to go through all these photos of like stupid shit that we screen send grabs. Each other. Yeah, yeah, screen grabs. I'm trying to find the chili. I think it was in the Twitter DM. So you oh, might not have yeah, it. Yeah, you're right. I you do love it. that you would have downloaded any photo I sent you of spaghetti chili though. <laughs> 
I was looking at oh. in our photos. Oh, 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 in, the, in, our, in our text <laughs> yeah. exchange. I was like, oh, she has a whole folder of Desi pics. <laughs> Here's the chili Desi sent me. <laughs> um, Dude. Okay. Well, maybe we can post it in a story so it goes away <laughs> quickly. <laughs> Just get a glimpse. <laughs> uh, anything else? Uh, that's it. No, that's it. Bye. Bye. Bye, Eric. <laughs>